Welcome to the weekly podcast of Upper Room Christian Fellowship in Lincoln, Nebraska. Thank you for listening. Let me give you a fair warning. And you wouldn't even hug me twice. Next week I plan, Lord willing, to give a prophecy update. I'm warning you. Okay? Not to be scared, but I know it's a topic that a lot of times people don't want to look into. But, again, wisdom dictates otherwise to be abreast of these things. But today we're going to look in James chapter 1, starting verse 22. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, This one will be blessed in what he does. Let's pray. Father, as we've read your word, and as we're going to go into your word, we just pray that your word would go into us. Lord, we don't want to be just hearers of your word. We want to be doers. Father, we just pray as we come before you as a church, as your body, Lord, we pray that we would be a working body in your hands for your purpose and your will. Not only collectively, but individually. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. To be a hearer of the word and not a doer. Somebody's likened it like this. man's going to start his business. No, he has a business, excuse me. And it's doing very well. And he decides that he's going to stretch. He's going to go down to South America and start a branch down there. But in doing that, he leaves his second in command and tells him that the the Wi-Fi out there, the Internet, is very weak. The only thing I'm going to be able to do is to write you emails. But I'll write you emails every day to explain what needs to be done and to keep you abreast of what's happening down here. So he goes off. And every day he writes an email to him. He keeps his thumb on the on the economy side of it. He knows what's going on, so he's instructing his first in command to do what needs to be done. Well, after he establishes a business down in South America, he comes back up. And he comes driving up to his business. He sees that the grass is overgrown, that there's weeds. He sees that there's litter all over the grounds. He opens the door. He doesn't see a receptionist. In fact, she's in the back listening to some music. He noticed that nobody's at their desks. There's papers all over the place. Carpet hasn't been vacuumed since he's been gone. He walks by the break room, and he sees everybody in the break room. Nine o'clock in the morning, break time's not till ten. And he's looking at everybody and goes, where's my first in command? Oh, he's back there. He's playing video games with uh, with the other manager. 
goes back there and he goes, what's going on? He goes, well, I just, I just won. He goes, well, that's great. Have you been getting my emails? Yes, sir, every single one of them. And, well, I have to tell you, they're very interesting and very informative. In fact, every day, in fact, we're about ready to do it, at 10 o'clock, we get together and we discuss what's in your letter. Then we break off in groups, and in the groups, we, we question each other and ask each other, what do you think of this? And we talk about it until noon. And then, of course, after lunch, after that, we encourage everybody to, you know, get dig- deeper into your letters. And some have actually memorized the whole letter. Well, that's great. But did you do anything that I asked you to? Oh. See, it's one of those things that we have the teachings of our Lord. And many times what we do is we spend time reading it. We spend time studying it. We come to listen to sermons. We all do this. And we learn things. And we even grow in some ways because you can't grow without it. But we still don't go into, if you will, like we're talking about, of bearing the fruits of Christ working in and through us just by a simple truth. We don't obey what we learn. We don't put to practice what He teaches. And then we wonder why we're not growing or why we can't hear from God. Now, Jesus was saying some hard sayings. In fact, so hard sayings that some of his disciples actually walked away from him. And so he asked his twelve, are you going to leave too? And Simon Peter answered and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's a a point that each of us has to come to, a conclusion. That conclusion is, where else are you going to go? Who else are you going to listen to? Is there anything that can benefit your soul as God's Word? If we have that first step, then the rest not necessarily become easier, but become more understandable. There's nowhere else to go. There's no other book that will give you the answers to your soul There's no other book that will give you and lead you to salvation because it leads you to Jesus Christ. No other book. Have you discovered that? Have I discovered that? Or is there other things we continue to go to? You know those snappy sayings. Be happy. Why? Because it's your day. Grab it. Get everything you can out of it. Shake it to death. It's your life. Enjoy. A peaceful heart, a peaceful mind, is a peaceful life. Little skippy sayings that mean absolutely nothing. But if we look at God's Word, it's not just God's Word, it's God 
behind the word. It says, I promise. And that's what we talked about last week, the promises of God. We, we talked about the word of God. We talked about how it applies and works in our lives if we just look into it. But again, if you will, there's, there's three things that we can do that hurt us in this. And it's the next two verses. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he is. See, James is comparing reading the word as looking into a mirror. You can't hide from a mirror. I look in a mirror and, you know, it reveals things. It reveals whether I have toothpaste on my face still. Or it reveals that there's broccoli still in my teeth. It reveals that I need to blow my nose, and quickly. It reveals that I need to comb my hair. Or as my wife would keep telling me, and she's looking at me right now, don't look at her, because I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. She reminds me I need a haircut. To me, it reminds me that I'm getting old. Now, I heard of a woman that was so vain and wealthy that she didn't have a mirror in her mansion because she didn't want the reminder that she's growing. But see, that's what the Word of God does. It reveals things in our lives. It reveals just how much of a sinner we are. And if we look intently into it, it reveals the depth of our sin. But if that was it, then maybe we could hang with that. But see, the reality is, it reveals how God is perfect. So it shows the separation. But as we look into it, we all see see the depth that God went to to cover our sins by sending His Son to die for our sins. That each one of us that have Christ as our Lord and Savior are Forgiven and free. Now the commander, the Lord of our lives, desires for us to look into what he's saying. Why? Because we learn something. Like it says in Ephesians 4.26, it says, or 5.26, that he might sanctify and cleanse his bride with the washing of the water of his word. See, we talked about this. and Not only does it reveal God's perfection in our sinfulness, it also reveals, again, that God is doing a work in us. And as we read, we start getting the mind of Christ. As we read, we also understand the heart of God. As we read, we see the depth, the length, the height. His love. It's infinite. And so we, again, we come to that place we all understand that we, we struggle with if we wouldn't lie to ourselves, many of us, and that is consistently being in the Word of God. And there's a few mistakes we make. One is just glancing at it. Just, I, I saw a scripture. I read it today. Or maybe, you know, you're, you're dedicated and you're reading through the Bible in a year. But again, you're reading so fast that you're not getting anything out of it. But you read it. Or 
sad is even sadder. The only time you crack open the book is when we're here all together. It's like you're starving yourself. Used to be, there's an old saying that goes, if you haven't read the Bible and you only do it once a week, then it makes you weak. I just butchered that, but you get the idea. If you haven't read the Bible in seven days, it makes one week. That's what it is. And that's what we do. Why? Because, again, the hard part is, is that our sinful nature, when we see ourselves as God sees us, it scares us. And we don't like it. Nobody likes to be convicted. It hurts. But remember something, if we do take the the attitude of Peter is, where else do we go? You're the one that's the one that loves us. You're the one that died for us. Who else would I go to to reveal these things in my life? But you, because I know you know what's best for me. I know you're changing me. And I want to be a part of yielding to that change, that transformation. Another thing we seem to do a lot of is that we may read it, we may mark the Bible, we may even get something out of it, but as soon as we walk away from it, we forget what we read. There's an old saying that goes, don't show me your marked Bible, show me how the Bible has marked you. And again, this could bring us to conviction and guilt, but it's not supposed to. This is supposed to enlighten us. To understand that we were singing about a merciful, graceful, loving God, and yes, He is. See, His desire is for us to, to hear, to listen, and to obey. Another thing that we struggle with many times is we just study it, mark it, maybe even memorize it. Put it on three by five cards. But we're very selective in what we obey. That's not the way the Lord works. It's like what I reveal, that's what I want you to do. And really the beauty of it all is what we're going to find right here in verse 25. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, And is not forgetful here, but a doer of this work. This one will be blessed in what he does. That word looks is the same word that John uses to describe Peter and Mary Magdalene when they stoop down to look into the empty tomb. Because that's what it means. It means to stoop to a thing in order to look at it intently. He who looks intently at God's word. He who intently looks at it into the perfect law, he sees the law of liberty. Not restricting, but the word of God brings liberty and freedom. See, we see ourselves like Paul saw himself. O wretched man that I am. Who would deliver me from this body of death? But then we see the other side there is therefore no condemnation of those who are in Christ Jesus. Oh, we see that we can't do anything apart from Him, but we also see that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Oh, I understand that once I was a slave to sin, once I was a slave to sin, can you say that with me? Once I was a slave to sin, 
Because, see, that's something that we don't experience on a day-to-day basis, is it? But, see, the reality is, as Jesus says, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. So it's seeing, it's seeing where we are, but it's seeing what God has done and what God is doing. It's understanding that, yeah, I'm, I'm flawed. <laughs> oh, but the blessedness of the God's working a work in me and it's going to be complete. Because that's what he says. It will be done. It will be finished. Now, when God finishes something, it's always good. You'll be good. See, again, it brings us to a place of not being able to hear and understanding fully. But see, truly, the more we do look intently, the more we learn and pray, the more we ask the Holy Spirit to help us obey and that He would give us the strength to do, we are blessed in what He does in our lives. The more truth we learn and put into practice, the more He'll give us in service, wisdom, and in truth. The hungry heart is like the hungry stomach. <clears throat> it fasts for a time, maybe, but only to come once again to feed. If one doesn't eat, one doesn't live. If one doesn't eat, the body's not able to take what you put into it, into assimilate it into the body, giving the nutrients into the different cells that need to go there through the blood system, to the different organs, to the different muscles. It's a wonderful thing God has made the body. But the spiritual body is, if you will, the same. It's as we take it in, as we again administer the blood, as the blood rushes through us, as it ministers to each part of us, as the Spirit cleanses us through the blood and washes us with the Word, as He's making this work and it's always perfect in and through us, again, it comes down to now, He says, now do it. And the more we do it, the more we grow. And the more we grow, the more we receive. Or as one person said, wanting to hear from God and reading the Word is listening to a sermon or reading a good book on godly principles with meekness and dependency on God and then obeying is the best hearing aid. Sometimes we're crying out, God, I need a word. I need you to speak to me. And I found this in my own life that he's silent. And then when he does speak, it's, I've already told you what I want you to do. Do that first. No, Lord, I don't want to do that. I want to do this. I want this to happen. No, do this first. See, it goes back to what Peter said. Do we really believe that he is the Son of God? The Christ? The one that his words give eternal life? And we understand that he's also our shepherd. And remember we already touched on this. He's our good shepherd. 
He does know what's best for us. Oh, I'd like to tell you that everything goes over smoothly when we obey. And sometimes it gets messy. But it's with, again, the understanding that God is the one that's in charge. We can't manipulate things. We cannot manipulate Him. And thank God we can't. He's always true. He's true to Himself and He's true to us. And that's why He he gives us the mirror of the Word. So we will look into it. But always remember this. We touched on this. Don't forget this. We touched on this from the very first of these third of the three messages. That in looking we see God. And in looking and seeing God, we see a God of grace. We see a God of mercy. We see a God of love. We see a God of peace, of gentleness, of kindness, faithfulness. God is good. And we can rely on His goodness in our own lives. God has declared us righteous, not because of your works, but because of His work and the work that He desires to do in and through us. Mirror can be a hard thing because it reflects the reality, the truth. It's like the witch doctor. The missionary hung his mirror on the tree ready to shave. And she walked by and she looked at it. And she said, give me that. The missionary said, well, I'm about ready to shave. I want that. What do you want for that? Well, I'm about ready to shave. No, I want that. I need that. I have to have that. Find the missionary goes, here. She takes it, throws it on the ground, breaks it. There, it'll never give me ugly looks again. That's what we feel sometimes. As we look into the mirror of God's Word, there's a reflection that becomes clear. That reflection is not your face. That reflection is Jesus Christ's. It's with an unveiled face we behold His glory. And that's the glory we're being transformed into. Oh, it's good news. It's always good news. It's just a matter of now we heard. We know what we need to do. But will we do it? See, will we spend the time every day? Even if it's 15 minutes, gang. Even if it's just one verse. That we take that verse and we look at it intently. Not just the ones you choose. That's why it's important to go through the Bible. But just that one verse and you're looking at it. Maybe you'll put it on a three-by-card, five-by-card. You'll stare at it. Maybe you memorize it. But then you ask God, what is it you're trying to teach me? Then help me to do what it is I need to do. If it says forgive, forgive. Show mercy, show mercy. If it's feed the poor, go find somebody to feed. Listen to the Spirit. Let Him minister to you. Also let Him guide you. Just remember, three fingers are pointed right back at me. 
It's easy to be in a study full of books. It's easy to just read and study. But to do, that takes something extraordinary. It takes a God to do the things that God requires. And that's why we have His Spirit in us. Now, as we come to the communion table, just think again of these simple truths. His body broken for you. His body that all the depth, all the wretchedness of who you are as a sinner is represented in the cracker because it represents His body. All your failures, all your mistakes, all your sin. Again, He absorbed it all. We remind ourselves, oh, what a Savior. And then as we take the cup, again, we understand it to represent His blood. And it washes us clean. Oh, nothing but the blood. Jesus, that cleanses us from all our sin. All of it. What a wonderful time, again, to renew our commitment, our love, our desire to obey. Let's pray. Father, as we come to the communion table, we just pray, Lord, that we would be reminded of these things, of the wonderful work that you have done. Pray for each of us, Lord, because we've all blown it. We've all made mistakes this week. We've all sinned and transgressed. Oh, but a wonderful truth. As once again, we come together and partake together of the communion service. Reminding ourselves of what you've done for us. And the beauty is not in what we manufacture. No. The beauty is that you make all things new. Including us. Bless this part of the service, Lord, we pray. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hold the elements. We'll partake of them together. Eat, this is my body. Remember what we talked about, this represents. It's time to think. Face to face, you are naked before Him. Be honest with Him. Is there something you need to ask for forgiveness? Is there something that you need to declare to Him? Maybe a sin of omission that you haven't done what you're supposed to. Confess it. He's your Savior. He's your Lord. He's your God. He's the lover of your soul. Take this moment.
Let's partake. Then he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them. And they all drank from it. And he said, This is my blood of the new covenant that is shed for many. Surely I say to you, I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew in the kingdom of God. It's the most beautiful thing that God has given to us. Something that is symbolic of something that is eternal and true. And not only that he took our penalties upon the cross, but that also cleanses us and washes us new. Promises us, you will see my face. Let's pray. Lord, we just rejoice. We rejoice in your mercy and your grace. We rejoice in the work of the cross. We rejoice in the work of the resurrection. We thank you and praise you for the work that you are doing in your ascension and your glorification. The work that you continue to do in our lives. And again, as we take this moment to drink of this cup, reminding ourselves of the promise that you have made to us. And that your blood cleanses us from all our sin. Lord, we rejoice in that this morning. And with a hearty joy, Lord, we partake. Partake. Something in the Word of God. You pray to God. Like I said, the hungry... So I got this picture, y'all, just bolt now. Then go feeding the poor. and You don't know what you're doing. You don't know who to feed. Well, you ask the Lord. Lord, is there somebody that I need to, to minister to? Don't be quick to say, oh, I guess not. Just be open. Say, Lord, is there somebody? Is there somebody that's poor that needs my help? Is there somebody that needs something that I have to give? So it's that open communication with the Lord. There's somebody I need to forgive, Lord. Then be open to receive whatever person comes to mind. So it's not just reading and then just blanketly going. It's asking, okay, what do I need to do, Lord?